one. Welcome back, everyone. Ed Harold here with Morris Weintraub. I'm really excited to share Morris with you today. You know, this is the Life with Breath expert series, Applying Breath as Medicine. We try to bring you the top flight teachers and guides uh, throughout the world to try to make the world a little better place, not just outside where we live, but also inside where we think and feel and be spiritual. We're in the health realm. We're in the wellness realm. We're all about proper exercise. How can we organize ourselves and work with others more efficiently and above all mental health? There is no other health besides mental health. So it doesn't matter what you see in the mirror unless you can hold it together between your ears, especially through adversity and scarcity. So to begin, let's drop inside our body and see if we can listen for the next little space of time in our life with every cell in our body in regard to the information we're going to hear from Morris. So in your own way, just sit up tall. Nothing fancy, nothing heavy. If you want to close your eyes, it's great. If you don't, just try to focus on one point out in front of you without straining and letting the eyes reduce the object. So you'll notice either you're controlling the breath or you're watching your breath and something greater than ourselves is breathing us. Both are fine. And in your own way, just lift your mind up above the narrative in your brain. And you can look down on this beautiful body, this beautiful mind, and you can see that it expands with your inhale. And it falls back into resting on the exhale. Notice your breath deepens on its own. If we don't react to the mind the way we do with our eyes open, we let the story unfold for a breath longer. With your eyelids down, move your eyes in the sockets. What does it feel like to roll the eyes to look up or down or look east or west. What does it feel like to completely release the low jaw? To completely relax the tongue and the teeth? To completely relax the upper lip? What does that feel like? You'll begin to notice the upper chest plate is beginning to relax and open and expand and your heart's beginning to get in in the dialogue. And the heart is merging with the brain. And just allow that to happen in your own way. You already know how to do this, ladies and gentlemen. And as you breathe, time will move. And if you decide to pause the breathing, you'll notice time will stop and you'll be with your source. And that source is a force for all that's great inside each and every one of us. And just settling in your body and opening yourself up, especially where you might feel closed off or blocked. And then listening to this conversation with more than just your ears, ladies and gentlemen, you know how to do this. Take a deep breath in through your nose and exhale out through your mouth with a sigh. Break the sound barrier. Ah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Morris, I became aware of this, of this young man through the breast source. It's the world's leading new app taking over the world in the science of breath, the application of the breath. There's master teachers from all around the planet helping us try to understand what's going on. And then I discovered that Mars lives about three or 400 miles north of me. And I got really excited in regard to this guy. And then I got involved in so his social media stuff. And in the dead of winter, I'd see him out cold plunging with clients. 
Then I'd see him leading these powerful breathing exercises outside in mother nature. And I was like, my man, I've been looking for this guy my whole life. Morris, thanks so much for joining us. Ed, you're, you're one of a kind, man. Uh, glad to be here. Love you, brother. Uh, just want to get people pumped on the breath. And I can tell that the uh, breath has filled your spirit in a very special way. I thank you so much for that. You know, we got the breath bug many years ago, and we knew right away that things were never going to be the change. There was no way that we could ever go back to the way that we were physiologically and psychologically perceiving ourselves in the world. You know, when you think about the breath, how does the breath affect our reality? Like what is really going on? Oh, well, there's a deep question to start us off. Just jump in deep, baby. Yeah, yeah. Getting into the deep end. So I think the first thing to understand about the breath mm -hmm. is that it helps us access different levels of consciousness at yes. any given time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the breath can be used as a calming mechanism, as mm -hmm. a balancing mechanism to amplify our energy and our experience at any time. We can turn to our breath just as you beautifully demonstrated with uh, that exercise to drop into our bodies and come into the present moment at any time. And most of our lives, we are living distracted lives. We yeah. are in our monkey minds. We are outside of our bodies and we are disassociated. And when we tune into the breath, it is inherently natural to come into the present moment, feel the sensations of our bodies, what's going on in the here and now, so we can focus on the beauty that surrounds us. So I'd say that the breath can be used not only to get into the body, not only to come into the present moment, but also to access other states of consciousness, which if we are in a state of anxiety, if we're in a state mm -hmm. of fear, we can use the breath to calm our nervous system and come into a state of balance or joy or even bliss. Um, and our state, our mental, physical state is inextricably linked to the breath. And the easiest way to influence how we feel at any given time is through the breath. Wow. So that just sums it up, everybody. We're done for today. Thanks so much for checking in. <laughs> Mars just laid on us exactly. See, you know, if it's not simple, when it gets complex, try to stay away from that. You know, the ego wants to solve complex problems and, and create some artificial persona that says how smart we are. We're simple creatures. We are breathing. And when we are breathing... It's a simplistic act that's filled with the depths of what we were born with. When you think about where you are in your life right now, your career is taking off, where you've been, what do you see taking place individually and collectively for you and your clients as we move into this amazing fall season in the Rocky Mountains? Ed, I like to keep it real. Yeah. So... As real as I can be about this, I talk about the breath as being a mechanism of change and transformation. But life is always going to challenge us. So if you ask me where I am right now, mm -hmm. I have more tools in my toolbox than ever before yeah. to face the reality that is what's in front of me, to feel better, to lift myself up, to balance my nervous system, to purge and uh change, transform, challenging emotions, but life just keeps coming at you. So yeah. you got to stay on top of it. Um, so it's an exciting time for me. I've got a lot on the, the horizon, but it, you know, radical times of change. This is when we have to tune into our breath. Breath isn't just about overcoming uh, challenging emotions. It isn't just about balancing our nervous system. It's about really bringing it into our daily life to change our life's experience and our life's trajectory. And so that's what I'm trying to do now. I do that for myself and I try to share that with others. Where do you do that specifically uh, in, in America? 
Well, here I am. I'm in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I travel in. Yeah, it, I'm a mountain boy at heart. Um, yeah. And as you mentioned, I love to get into the streams, the rivers. I love the cold immersion. Um, partnering the breath with uh, nature is something that's really dear to my heart. Two things that lift me up and uh, make me feel better. Um, and that's what I'm passionate about sharing with others and then trying to dabble in some adventure into it as well. Um, there's no doubt that um, the breath uh, is powerful and it's beautiful, but when you couple it with things like nature, mm -hmm. adventure, possibly even psychedelics, things uh, can transform and change even more rapidly. So the brain is a very interesting, interesting organ, layers and layers and layers and lots of neurochemicals and synapses and dentrites and oh my gosh. So for thousands of years, folks have been using psychedelics as a way of finding a deeper understanding of themselves, their purpose, their dharma, why they were born, what they're here, what their life purpose is. Why was I born here? Now, I know that you you lead some retreats where there's breath work and there's also the psychedelic adventure. Could you explain yep. to me and our clients a little bit about what folks might get in something like that? All right. So first thing to understand about the breath, I teach two different types of um, types of breath. I, I say I, I teach things in two different baskets. One, I say conscious breathing skills. These are interventions that you can bring into your life in, in short increments that really do move the needle and help us balance our nervous system, make us feel better on a daily basis. And then there's what I call breath work or transformational breathing, which is a deep breathing modality that gets us out of our minds, into our bodies. And it really is about overcoming our personal limitations, the things holding us back, the things that have been embedded in our bodies and our subconscious minds for years or even decades. Okay. So when you come to a retreat with me, we touch on both those things, but the one that is the most um, correlates the most to psychedelics is transformational breathing. Uh, I'm sure Ed, that you've done it before. You've laid down, you've breathed for an extended uh, amount of time in a, in a, in a heavy wow. and deep pattern. And it blows the, blows your mind wide open, right? It, it opens the heart. It um, helps us reframe our lives. It gives us a new reference point from which to live. And doesn't that sound a lot like the psychedelic experience? Exactly. There's so much crossover between the two. Basically, as you mentioned earlier, it's all about dissolving the ego. The ego lives in the mind. Okay. As soon as we quiet the frontal lobe, that default mode network goes away. All our defenses come down, shields come down, and the reality of what's living within us presents itself. And when we do that in a breathwork session, it can be an hour, hour and a half. When you do that in a psychedelic session, it can be much longer. So exciting. You know, when we really get, get a chance to take a look under the hood, so to speak, and we get to see, see ourselves without the way that maybe we normally allow ourselves to be seen. We get this opportunity to fall in love with ourselves all over again without all the attachments. I noticed in the psychedelic experience that there's other realities, there's other opportunities, there's other perceptions available to me that my ego, my nine to five beta brain won't give me access to. Why do you think that there's little walls set up that keep us from really knowing ourselves? Well, we were born innocent, young, uh, open and um, receptive creatures. And we learned to control and contract and um, defend ourselves over time. And our ego structure gets put in place, whether we like it or not. That's who we become. That's our frontal being, how we project ourselves into the world. And that projection, our ideas about ourselves, our judgments about others, stands between us and knowing the truth. And what ends up happening over time for most of us is we don't look back. 
We don't look back to the answers that live within our childhood. Mm-hmm. We don't look back to the family events or any, any small traumas or big traumas throughout our lives. We learn to be strong, move through them, and uh, turn a blind eye to them. But what we don't understand, that those things that are embedded within us, that uh, our ego structure is keeping us from seeing, really are in the back of our subconscious minds running the patterns that we live by, whether it's fear, whether it's anxiety, whether it's resentment, whether it's shame. It's these things that we have to root out. We have to see, we have to turn the light of consciousness towards to overcome them in the end. So when you mentioned earlier, you just, you said, um, uh, having the opportunity to love ourselves all over again, we come into this world, we take it as innately, beautifully, blissfully loving ourselves. And somehow or other, our lives weave and dodge and turn in directions that take us away from that feeling. And so whether it's breathwork or it's psychedelics, In the end, self-improvement is all about bringing it back to home, back to self-love, to self-acceptance. And once we uh, learn to arrive there and cultivate that feeling, everything gets better. So well said and so easy to understand because it's a complex question. You know, we're moving into this state very slowly of self-acceptance, of people wanting to know the truth more than ever. And we're exposing non-truths in the corporate world, in the medical world, in governments. We're finding that everything isn't what we thought it was. So we're a little unsteady inside. Then all of a sudden we have a lockdown for several years or however long it was. And everybody's supposed to get shots and nobody's going to get sick and everything's going to be fine in Nirvana that was presented to us. And then we find out that that was a little bit off true North. And now we're coming out on the other side of it. People are getting out again. People are having good eye contact. People are in communities again, but we're three things we're seeing is we're I'm seeing is I'm seeing an unleveled. I mean, an un I've never seen a level of nervousness like this in my life. And folks, we're seeing this anxiety, during the day and nervousness and we're seeing sleepless nights how can breath work cold plunging psychedelics how does that help us get back into the organizing principles of the body and start to stand up tall again in the adversity that we're all going through well there's no doubt that the breath for me is the strongest tool in my toolbox And that's what I share with others. But people need to understand, and I'm very upfront with my clients about the fact that they have one of two avenues to take. There's one avenue, which is to manage our stress, manage our anxiety, Mm -hmm. manage our problems. And quite honestly, conscious breathing techniques help you manage things, which we all need, which is wonderful, right? Right. But then there is the deeper work of the transformational breathing where you actually lay down and you're, you're hammering the breath for an hour, hour and a half, right? Or doing psychedelics. Also couple these things with awareness exercises, things that go deep, deep within your psyche and your body to unlock the truths within. And so whether you're, you know, it's, it's your place of readiness that determines which path we take Mm -hmm. for some people. They're like, hey, I just need some calming exercises throughout my day so I can balance my nervous system so I don't lose it with my kids. And I say, that's great. We're going to give you these exercises. And then they get into that. They do that for a bit. And then their eyes and um, they open to the the deeper truths within and they determine for themselves that. I want to go deeper. I want to know the truth. I want to know the things underneath the surface that are driving this pervasive anxiety, fear, tension, um, anger within. And uh, that's when we uh, head into transformational breathing and psychedelic journeys. So important. 
I used to do this, well, I still do it, this movement where I would take my hands and I would just kind of let them move around my scalp. And I would notice how the two prefrontal cortexes would merge. I'd amplify my corpus callosum. And I would feel so good if I just let this happen with a focused breath. And then the other day, I was, I was watching a Grateful Dead show. And there's a bunch of people at the show that were obviously uh, on psychedelics. And they, they were dancing in this way, the exact same way, under the influence of psychedelics. And it's amazing how certain movements of the body with a focused breath can elicit almost a low-level psychedelic experience. Absolutely. Um, obviously, you're using your breath and your body to get out of your mind. And yeah. as we know, our mind is where all our problems exist. That's where the ego structure is. There is no problem in, in the present moment, typically speaking. Typically, we're either living in the past or in the future, and that's where our anxiety and our fears live. So however you get into the moment, however you get into the body, however that whatever that expression looks like for you, whether it's through sports, whether it's through dance, whether it's through music. Um, if you're here and now, that stress drops away. And then I'll add on top of that from personal experience. I will say that stress and anxiety cannot exist in the face of gratitude. So at any point in your life, if you're feeling tension, if you're feeling fear, like um, I had an experience where I had to get up on stage and I was, whew, boy, was I nervous. And I took a meditative moment to access my breath and started cultivating a feeling of gratitude for what I was about to have the opportunity to share with others. And that gratitude ate up all the fear, all the anxiety. And I just walked out there feeling liberated. And so, yeah, it's not just the breath. It is... Mm -hmm how we, uh, it's the emotions that we couple with the breath that really matter. Beautiful. So well said. You know, when we're moving from the outer world into the inner world, and we start to get comfortable again in this body, and we can begin to see that maybe we don't have to hold a grudge, or we don't have to be angry because that doesn't concern me. I don't have to blame or criticize someone else. It, it just seems like the body itself is naturally hardwired for gratitude. Yeah. And, it but it's not taught in school because everything is competitive. You're an A student or you're a great athlete or you got the girl or you're a, a nerd or, you know, everything is labels, labels, labels. And, you know, I think we kind of miss that there's a certain unity in our diversity regardless of what you look like or, or what you sound like, like we're all basically the same. Yeah. Well, I think I'll give it back to you. Well said, Ed, that, that's beautiful. And I couldn't agree more. Um, in my personal experience, when I say that the breath has the ability to blow the mind wide open to help dissolve the ego, um, same thing with psychedelics, what ends up happening is the truth presents itself. Mm -hmm. And we are then accessing the world through a different level of consciousness. And that truth and that level of consciousness is love. Once everything else goes away, what remains is love. So if you've had trauma in your life, you can view it through the lens of love. And there is nothing more healing and paradigm shifting than experiencing that. And you will not get that through the conscious mind. It just won't happen. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You know, obviously you've been through the wars yourself to yeah. get to where you are today as a world-class facilitator. You're in great physical condition. You look like you're 19 years old. You probably have the cardiac strength of a 21-year-old. Can you talk to us a little bit about 
facilitating forgiveness in folks. How can folks forgive themselves when they carry a burden across on their a backpack on their back so that there's not it seems like there's no more gratitude anymore in life. They can't create the type of reality that they want to live in. How can you help folks facilitate that beautiful word of forgiveness? All I do is give people the opportunity to experience themselves through the healing lens of the breath, okay? And as we just said, what is on the other side of us is love and love is the truth. So forgiveness is our natural state, as you already said, okay? Mm -hmm. so the real question is, how do we access that? What, that's what people really wanna know. And the truth is, as I said, you aren't gonna get there through your conscious mind. So talk, talk, talk all day, right? No, we want to use the breath to quiet the frontal lobe. We use the breath to get out of our minds so we can get in our bodies. Our bodies is, and our subconscious minds are one. Once we do that and we start releasing the feelings within, mental health is emotional health. So once we start resolving the feelings within, it opens the space mm -hmm. to then fall into forgiveness. And I cannot bestow that on anybody. That is something that um, is divine in its essence. Yeah. But I can tell you that it has happened so many times in my breathwork experiences for myself and ones that I've led for others that, um, as you said, it's our natural state of alignment. It's what wants to happen. We just have to get out of our own ways so that it can happen. Um, and if you don't mind, I'll give a couple examples. Um, Let's go. I mean, yeah. I, I, this is how I found, it's not that I found breathwork, breathwork found me, but one mm -hmm. of the most captivating things about it beyond energy was the way that it gave me the ability to reframe the events of my life in a more positive way and forgive the people that had abused me in my childhood. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so then I start sharing it with others. And next thing I know, I mean, these sound like very dramatic examples, but literally they happen all the time. People who yeah. have been raped um, come to forgive their perpetrators. Um, I had a, a, a war veteran who's um, killed a lot of soldiers in action and he's come to commune with them in this elevated state that he accessed mm. and they forgave him in that state. I've had people go back and people who have pushed their entire her heritage away, a doctor who was um, a Native American, he, he never wanted a handout so he wouldn't receive anything from the government and he pushed his whole culture away and he was in this dreamlike state, what I call the golden zone. He found himself crossing a river to a chief on a, on a horse and looked into the chief's eyes and it ended up being him. And he mm -hmm. came back from that experience moments later to know that he had been pushing his, 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 himself away, his culture away, and um, he wanted to embrace that again. There are a million things that go down in breathwork sessions. And where that happens is what I call the golden zone. We breathe ourselves into a state where we're out of our minds, our minds go away. We're then in this elevated state of energy. Um, we access a different level of consciousness and whether it's forgiveness or, um, or joy, um, ecstasy can happen. We can also in that state go into to um, access uh, very painful memories. And it's in that time that we're using the breath to consciously or at that point unconsciously process our emotions. Okay. So it is so long as we're breathing with the experience, we're breathing through the experience. Right. If we right. stop the breath, these things can become embedded back into us. 
So it's very important to know that when you're in this elevated state that we want to keep the breath moving. Okay. We don't want to shy away from it. Big emotions, big feelings come up. We want to breathe with them and into them so that we can move through them. Boy, the context that you create around your answers is so beautiful because your clients are so lucky to have you because folks want to feel safe and the safer they can feel the less the, the war department of the brain or the ego will resist the release of the trauma. You know, I, I look at us, you, me, whatever. What we're trying to do is, is create an environment where you feel safe enough to do your work. I'm not going to do your work for you. I'm not going to give you the answers to your questions because you really want to answer your questions on your own. You really don't want me to answer them for you. But if we can create an environment where there's safety, where there's that word called trust, and it can just unfold organically and naturally because there's nothing broken that can't be fixed. There isn't anything where there's pain that can't be brought into pleasure. There isn't any anger that can't be brought back to love. There isn't any fear that can't be transmuted and brought back into a state of self-acceptance. So I love the way you create the languaging that you use because everybody today wants to know the science. You know, what's the science? What, you know, I'm like, dude, the science is close your eyes and watch. You know, you are the science. Yeah. You are the experiment. Mm -hmm. But I, I love the way that you must create this amazing safety shield for folks to go to places that they would never go on their own. Well, you're speaking my my language, Ed. I'll tell you, I worked for um, one of my biggest clients for three years was a nationwide national um, doctors group. And I still work with them quite a bit. And I'll be at one of their upcoming retreats. Um, and right at the very beginning, it was all about the the physiology of it all, right? Like, how do we quantify this? And I'm telling them, I can tell you what's going on in the body but you need to have this experience for yourself. And um, they did. And all of them across the board said, wow, uh, I understand what's going on in my brain. I know that I'm blowing off more CO2 and I'm limiting blood flow to my brain. I know that I'm activating my limbic system, all of this stuff, right? But none of them were prepared for what transpired in the breathwork session and none of them could quantify that. It is um, something that everybody just need to, needs to experience for themselves. So there's different realities that, that are available to us inside our consciousness and giving folks access to these different realms. I mean, there's so many layers to us and life is very rarely black and white anymore. You know, everything has different reflections of light and different reflections of color. Every moment of our life is 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 different than the last moment. And we can only pick up so much, you know, living up where you do. And probably, you know, one of the most amazing Mother Earth, Mother Earth places on the planet. How does it feel when you go outside every day and look around and take a couple of deep breaths? Uh, that is gratitude. Um, <laughs> uh, that's, I feel so blessed. I, I mean, I'll tell you the truth. Like just yesterday I was out in the park, um, and processing big emotions and really diving into them and thinking to myself, how do people do this when locked in the suburbs or the city or in a dirty environment that, is so claustrophobic and feels contaminated. And I'm just blessed. Um, you know, I made the conscious decision though, to mm. take steps to move away from where I lived back East and come out this way. But once you enter a beautiful place that touches your heart, um, it helps, it helps the process. It helps the unfolding it. Like you said, you have to feel safe and cultivate a feeling of safeness within you. And along with that, I would say nature embeds a feeling of beauty as well within me. 
Yeah, and we're a big part of that. You know, I live down in the Wasatch, which is a little south of where you are. And, you know, every time I go outside, I try to get out every morning before the sun comes up and there's just thousands of stars and you just look up and I am just such a grain of sand. And I'm so humbled to be part of whatever is going on and trying to be that spoke on the wheel of positivity and everything's going to be okay to everyone. And, you know, it's on some level when I feel really, really small, I can access what's really, really big. <laughs> That's a beautiful paradox, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I remember scuba diving um, in Belize and going down a hundred feet. And when I stopped to look up, I've never felt smaller in my life. And um, it, it embeds a feeling of grandeur in you. Um, it really does. It's beautiful. You know, we live in almost this inverted universe, you know, where it's almost like the telescope is the microscope and the microscope is the telescope. You know, it all depends what perception you have uh, of the interest instrument. And, you know, our sense perception is wonderful. You know, it allows us to communicate and navigate the world and have these amazing experiences, whether you're in the country or the ocean or you're in a city. But really, that's just a level one experience. Once we start to get involved in some of the extrasensory perceptions that are available to us, when we can really get in our body, get out of our head and get in our body, what's a day, what's a day look like in your life? A day in my life? Yeah. Um, I mean, you're in great shape, man. You got powerful eyes, a beautiful smile. Well, I appreciate that, Ed. That's amazing. Uh, thank you. Um, a day in my life, uh, always there's a little breathing there's a little movement there's a little work and hopefully on my best days there's connection um i think connection is the undervalued one especially in today's society um the more that we can be around the people that mm -hmm. um fill our hearts uh the better off we are for that i believe yeah, I have to admit that I love people. I, I need people. I need to be around the human experience. And I, I just need to be part of it. And, you know, I love my quiet time. I love to close my eyes. I love to meditate and, you know, find silence and stillness. But there's something about our tribe, whether you're eight or 80, you know, whether you're in great shape or you haven't gotten off the couch and God knows how, whether you watch TV all the time or you ride your bike all day, there's just something that everybody brings to everybody else. And we can put our sword and shield down and just get around other people. Yeah, I, for sure. Um, for sure. Uh, I think, um, as I said, uh, the more connection I have, I think I'm, I'm just like you, uh, the, the more, um, energy I have, the more vibrance I have, uh, the more vitality. And um, really, um, I don't know. Uh, what else do I bring into my life? Like, uh, you know, like I, we've discussed, it's nature, it's good food, it's connection. Um, I say move my body because sometimes I'm stressing it and doing hard things. And other times I'm stretching it out to open up and then always bringing the breath in when I can. And I think something to understand is, well, you know, we've talked a lot about transformational breathing. I mentioned conscious breathing exercises. You led us through a beautiful breath um, awareness exercise earlier, asking the question, are we breathing the breath or is it breathing us, right? And calling in that meditative experience. Um, there's a million different ways to bring breath into your life. And that's what I'd like to just drive home right now. So we can use the breath and come into that five in five out pattern uh, to mm -hmm. help balance our nervous systems, to optimize uh, oxygen uptake. We can also extend our exhales to help us calm down. Mm -hmm. We can amplify the breath with maybe a breath of fire. Um, personally for me, I do my own breathing and movement practice um, that really helps to open my body and charge, revitalize, and enliven every cell of myself. Um, but, uh, and then, you know, when time allows, and if you're committed to 
to uh, diving deep, bringing in that transformational breathing practice. And a lot of people like to ask me how often, uh, how much do I need to do that? And, you know, what I say is once a week for maintenance is amazing. And that will lead to great gains and change. And then if you ever have the opportunity, I'm offering, um, you know, a a breath work and psilocybin um, retreat coming up. And I've been to plenty of breath work retreats myself where you breathe once or twice a day for seven to 21 days. And if you really want to move the needle, if you want to open yourself to change, if you want to see yourself, if you want to raise your energetic levels, if you want to embrace the future and leave the past behind, then find a retreat because it can be life-changing. Let's talk about the retreat you have coming up. Can you give us some background and some dates and uh, location? Yeah, so it's going to be down in Mexico in November, the 11th to the 18th, um, a beautiful little town. Um, uh, It's going to be intimate. Um, I don't know, 10 to 12 people. And um, really, this experience is something that I've curated um, to be different than anything else I've ever personally experienced. So, Ed, I I think we're on the same page here. You and I, uh, we aren't exactly the type of people who like to be locked up all day, right? So the retreats I've been, I've, I've gone to have been beautiful. They've been wonderful. They've been transformational. But it was like, you know, you do work all day long. You're breathing all day long. You're doing um, awareness exercises all day long. And um, then you have meals in between. Well, I'm a very active person. So my retreat, I bring, into, I bring in um, nature. I bring in activities. We get out. Um, and then we'll still do, do breath outside of the, uh, the facility. But um, uh, half the day, out and about, having a blast with one another, building connection, making new friends, um, and then half the time back at the uh, the dojo, uh, going inward and doing um, awareness work and in, in deep breathing exercises. And then about halfway through the experience, drop in a psychedelic journey if uh, if you so wish. That is completely optional, um, and um, you know that can help uh, take it. You know possibly even a, a level deeper, deeper for you. Trust me when I say from personal experience that uh, psychedelics are not needed and necessary to go to the depths of yourself, to figure things out, to move the needle, to change. Um, but it can definitely help. Um, it just, it's just a, a, you know, um, a personal choice. This sounds like one of the best trips that's available to folks between now and the rest of the year. And I think everyone ought to look at the links below and get a good look at this. This is November. So it's right around the bend. If you can carve out the time, this is a retreat just for you Yeah. to recharge your batteries, to get a hold of yourself again, to live more from your heart again. And believe me, it's going to be the hardest but sweetest week of your life. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a funny business we're in. Um, you know, it takes the right type of person. Okay, uh, you have to be willing to look at yourself. You have to be willing to challenge yourself. Um, it isn't for the faint of heart. I'm going to be asking you to do deep work, and we're also going to have a lot of fun. But um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, if you're looking for transformation, then you have to put your best foot forward. And as you already mentioned, what's most important about that is finding a facilitator you trust. Okay. Um, if you if if you get something from me and you you feel safe, then this trip is definitely for you. I would say. Uh, if you don't. Don't let me shut you down. Go out there and find another one for sure. Well, folks, it's, you, you can just tell by listening to Morris over the last 45 minutes. He's authentic. He's got your back. He's got the front of you and you will be safely held during this <clears throat> retreat and reboot of your spiritual heart, your spiritual mind. And he will create an environment where not only will your answers change to past, present, and future, but there's going to be a completely different set of questions. 
And really, life really is, isn't about the answers that we're giving ourselves. It's about the quality of your question. What do you really want to know? And we've never been in a time in history where folks are asking the bigger questions. And I know folks on, on this who are watching this are big question people. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're so eloquent. I love it. I love it. And I just want to get back to something that you said, because I, I left it out. Um, you mentioned heart-centered feeling. So if you take away one thing from this entire uh, conversation, I'd say uh, between us, um, it's that it's about accessing a new state of feeling within your body. It isn't about changing your mind. Okay. That is a byproduct of working through right. the body well and said. learning to live from the heart. Okay. So, you know, people can talk all their BS that they want. But when it comes down to it, we know the truth about an individual, about how we feel about them. And we want to change that feeling state within ourselves. We want to drop into that gratitude. We want to let go of the shame, the resentment, the blame. We want to open ourselves to love and um, do it through the breath, baby. Um, so uh, I appreciate everything that you say. We're so aligned, Ed. Well, you know, I, I love the way... Number one, you take care of yourself and you've been to so many places inside yourself and that creates safety for others to know that they can go there too. It's true. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, you have to embrace the darkness to become a deep person and you have to go through the dark to find the light. Uh, maybe, maybe there is the unicorn out there that's just lived this, uh, fanciful light, life of rainbows and unicorns. But for most of us, uh, we have challenging things that um, are still laying beneath the surface that we need to turn the light of consciousness towards to overcome. And, um, uh, and that isn't to say that we can't have a good time while we're doing it, but I'm not going to lie. It's not easy work. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You know, this shouldn't be, you know, all this white knuckle and you know, yeah. in the face. And, you know, I mean, that that can be part of it, but that's usually just the ego hanging on to its last thread of that particular storyline before it lets it go. You know, we learn so much from nature. And, you know, just getting out in nature, everyone, you know, whatever that means to you, like that just might mean getting outside and going for a walk, you know, in the city. But still, your imagination will, will run wild if you consciously breathe while you walk in the city. So get out in, in nature and just watch your mind and watch it like a hawk because the mind can be mischievous. So learning how the mind works, you know, it's like a it's like a den of lions. And these lions have been living together, you know, in the wild for for years and then all of a sudden, you know, this young lion, male lion comes into the tribe, which is the new awareness. It's the new idea. It's the new strategy, the new concept. And the old male lions, like the old ego, he's like, who are you? You can't come in here and change this tribe. This is the way we've been for the last 10 years. So it, everything can be adjusted if we just watch it through how nature does its work. You can't stop evolution. You can only slow it down. No, and uh, you can't fight change, so you may as well get on on board, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, in the end, you know, breathwork for me, um, what resonates, the concept that resonates the most deeply with me when it comes to breathwork is that it's a process of expansion, okay? All that stress, tension, negativity, fear, whatever it is within us, that makes us contract. And the more you breathe, the more you open. And the more you open, the softer you become. The more that you can live from your heart, the more, less um, agitated you are. And, and the, um, it really is the path to accessing our higher states, being not only our best self, but our higher self. You know, when we think about the work that we do and we have the ability to have fewer internal conflicts, it's remarkable. Then we have less external conflicts. Oh, well, 
Ed. I mean, come on, every great mystic that's ever existed has, has uh, brought it all back to internal conflict. If we could do away with internal conflicts, there would be no external conflict. Um, yeah. So that's the work at hand for all of us, including myself. Um, yeah, and as I, as I said earlier, um, life's gonna, just gonna keep coming at you. So, um, it, you know, whether it's, a, it's time for a retreat or it's time for a private or it's time to get on YouTube or come to your channel or find a facilitator or just breathe on your own, you've got to do the work, okay? Like, you know, talking about the breath doesn't do a thing. It's just like reading a book. You know, the yeah. book is great, but it's only going on between your ears. You have to experience what the book, embody what the book is saying. Yeah. So for the last little space of time, we had the, the chance to chat with Morris and, you know, what he's doing in, in his world to try to make the world a little better place. And you can see he's a, he's a fine, fine external leader. And he's the type of leader that's going to show you where your internal leader is. And you can start to work your way through maybe some of the ego's traps and start to live the way you were supposed to be living. Morris, is there anything you'd like to share before we wrap up today? Wow. Well, if we've done our jobs, more mm -hmm. than anything, I just invite all of your listeners to come into their breath on a daily basis, mm -hmm. okay? Connect with the self. The breath is inextricably linked to your mental and emotional state. So at any time, it can be your greatest ally and greatest resource. So if you do nothing else, please try to take just a few deep, long, slow, diaphragmatic breaths per day to come into the present moment so that you can access that feeling of safety and uh, wonder within and uh, chill out, relax, and be your best self. Practice it, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to make it perfect. Just, just practice it. And Morris is available to you. There's going to be a bunch of links where you can connect with him and allow him to be a spoke on the wheel of your life and just cruise down that highway downhill for the next several years. Thanks so much for joining us, brother. Hey, thanks, Ed. Peace, everyone. Appreciate you. Love you. See ya. Bye. Peace out.